what up beautiful people it is your girl myra ann and i have a special special guest with me today and we're going to introduce her could you introduce yourself actually hi i'm angelique jones angelique hey so angelique and i actually recently just met not that long ago and uh we have a mutual friend and yes. so we met and we kicked it and hit it off the first night and we just we're gonna be friends forever now like i just claimed her yes friends forever <laughs> friends forever that's that's the new best friend over here tata's gonna be mad when she hears this podcast <laughs> so um thank you for agreeing to come on jesus and sobriety's podcast and being able to be in a place where you're able to just share some of your your life experiences your story and um the prayer is to definitely help someone else out who may be just struggling or sick or um anything like that so with that being said um could you tell the people a little bit about you um i'm a mother of two divorced and trying to find myself it's so hard to like talk about yourself when people ask you that right like yes it is i remember being in college and my professor was just like write five things you love about yourself and i was like and then he was like, write five things you don't like about yourself. And everyone was able to like quickly write so much stuff that they didn't like about themselves. But when it came to like writing stuff that you liked about yourself, it was like hard. It is. Yeah. I it agree. can be hard, right? Like, yeah. Yes, I agree. What, this was not a question that I asked you earlier, but it just popped in my head. So I'm going to randomly ask you it. What's like one thing you love about yourself? Like one thing you love about you? Um... I love that I show empathy to other people. That's nice to empathize with people. So many people lack empathy, so that's good. That's what's up. And you were able to come up with it like that. You must really be an empathetic person. I am. I mean, I cry if I see somebody else crying. Yeah. You know, I want to help. I think that I know that that's true because the first time we sat down and talked, and you were like, just talking to me about your story, and I was talking to you about mine, I could just see how you genuinely cared. And, um, yeah, I think that you definitely are an empathetic person, like I just tell. So one of the questions I usually ask guests when they come on the show is, like, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in a, a, a sober household? Um, no. I don't want to, no. Okay. Could you my, tell us a little bit? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say my dad was an alcoholic. I guess you could say a functional alcoholic. Okay. Because he used to drink on the weekends and things got really tense in the house when he was drinking. Mm-hmm. He was very physically um, abusive. Mm-hmm. So, I hated the weekends. Yeah. Did yeah. you grow up in Philly? I grew up in Philadelphia, Southwest Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, the youngest of five, and I feel like once the boys, my brothers, start to leave, things got bad, mm-hmm. you know, in the house with my dad drinking on the weekends and it was kind of just a disturbing household yeah could you tell us a little bit about your story like uh my story or my childhood (laughs) my childhood is my story right um my story is i followed in the same pattern as my mother um i'm a survivor of domestic violence Mm -hmm. um i was married that relationship was emotionally Mm -hmm. 
abusive. Mm -hmm. um, we had physical abuse as well, but more so emotional. It was a lot of um, cheating and on his part, and it caused me to turn to alcohol. Mm -hmm. So I would like hang out on Monday th through Sunday. So I had like a day, Thirsty Thursdays, Freaky Fridays, mm -hmm. Sexy Saturdays. Oh, you had a little late yeah, for so each one. Yes, two yeah. out of Tuesday, I was in the streets yeah. and I was hanging out and I was getting drunk to numb my pain mm -hmm. um, of a broken marriage. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be divorced yeah. because I, you know, was reading the Bible where it says God hates divorce mm -hmm. and I wanted to make the marriage work, but yeah. I was killing myself and it wasn't until my son, I came home and I was very intoxicated and I fell in front of the front door mm -hmm. and my son opened the door and was like, you need to get yourself together. Mm -hmm. And he was eight years old. Wow. So it was like a wake up call and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, I can't yeah. do this every day. Yeah. Um, I can't escape my household every day mm -hmm. because I'm unhappy in this marriage. Yeah. I have to try something else because I'm killing myself yeah. and I'm neglecting my child. Right. So how do you like how did you end up there? Right? Like so your ex husband was like cheating on you or something and so like was it gradual? Like that you got to the point where you started just like drinking and you were getting drunk or like were you always like a heavy drinker or like when was your first drink? Let's start with that. Do you mm -hmm. recall the first drink you ever had in your life? I was either 21 or mm -hmm. 22. Okay. I think 21, my 20, uh, first birthday. Mm -hmm. uh, happened? So that was my first time having a drink, my 21st birthday. Okay. Prior to my husband, no, I don't feel like uh, I abused alcohol. Mm -hmm. I would go out and have drinks on the weekends with my friends. Mm -hmm. But during that marriage, I couldn't deal with what was going on because I wanted to make the marriage work and I didn't mm -hmm. want to give up on it right. but I was hurting so bad that I just wanted to feel numb yeah. and I didn't want to feel the pain right. so once I realized sorry that's going to be a little quick cut off I'm sorry I messed that up so could you start back over a little bit? So you said that you got, you were in the house with your husband and it got hard. And it got then... hard to deal with the reality mm -hmm. that this man wasn't treating me the way I needed to be treated, mm -hmm. the way I deserved to be treated. Mm -hmm. So I started drinking like every day. Once again, I just was drinking every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wanted to numb the pain. I wanted that feeling of like, why is this person treating me so bad to go mm -hmm. away? I didn't want to think about it. I wanted to have a good time. Mm -hmm. I wanted to turn up, um, but another incident happened where I was out and I remember just, uh, I was in Baltimore mm -hmm. and I remember sitting beside the juke, the, what is it, jukebox? Mm -hmm. I remember sitting beside the jukebox and I just remember being on the phone with him and I'm crying. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, why can't we make this work? Yeah. And he was like, I love you, it's just, you know, I, I do me. Yeah. And coming home from Baltimore, I didn't remember coming home because once we hung up after he told me that, you know, he just likes to do him, mm -hmm. I got a bottle, I bought a bottle of Quavo mm -hmm. and I just was like, everybody come on, let's have a good time. Mm -hmm. I woke up that morning back in Ambler, Pennsylvania with 
throw up all over me, my mm-hmm. hair. Didn't realize how I got home. Mm-hmm. Um, blacked out. Yeah, blacked out. Mm-hmm. That's how much I was drinking. Yeah. And then I was just like, it's over. Um, he signed the papers and I stopped drinking. I stopped abusing alcohol. Yeah. So I do have drinks here and there, but I never get drunk anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm never to the point that I don't know how I made it home. Um, who could have did what to me because it's been plenty of times I've woke up in somebody else's house mm-hmm. and I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah. You know, or like I said, would throw up all over my clothes and my mm-hmm. hair. Um, it was very toxic. That relationship was toxic and I was just pouring toxic um, down my throat mm-hmm. to make me feel better, mm-hmm. which in the morning I had to deal with reality. So yeah. I turned to God. Yeah. And yeah. that's what helped me, you know, deal with the divorce, mm-hmm. helped me deal with the alcoholic mm-hmm. behavior. I don't know if I was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Would you? I don't know if I should. Well, consider. I can't label you that, right? No, I, I know So I can't. think that, yeah, so me personally, I would say maybe not, right? Like, because you have people who have problem drinkers, and so, like, you just might be binge drinking sometimes or something like that, right? Like, mm. so um, the fact that you can have a drink and that be it, like now you don't drink to get drunk and you can like have a drink and be fine. It's not something you think about all day or you constantly won or anything like that. I would probably say like, no, I think okay. that you probably just were going through a really, really difficult time yes. and you were like using it to cope and you struggled. So can I ask, cause I know you talked about the fact that you're, um, you came home one day and your son seen you and he was like eight and you were like drunk. And so can we just go back to that really quick? So so when that happened, right, what did you do afterwards to stop? And I'm just, I'm asking because like a lot of people want to know like how did they stop drinking? How do people stop drinking or how do you go from drinking so, so much to not really drinking at all or whatever? Like what's, what happened? What occurred after, you know, your son seeing you like that? I was ashamed mm-hmm. that my eight-year-old was telling me, like, you have to get yourself together. Okay. You, you know, this is a mess. Because, yeah. I was, like I said, I was laying out in the front mm-hmm. on the, in the grass. Mm-hmm. My heel got stuck in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And I was embarrassed. Like, so hearing my son tell me that I knew I had to, my, my most important job was to be a mother. So his mm-hmm. voice triggered something in me and I know God was using him to bring me back Mm -hmm. to reality because I was just going down the wrong path. So a lot of praying and fasting, Um, my spiritual mom, she helped helped me deal with the fact that it was okay to be divorced because this man had abandoned me. Mm -hmm. And... And broken covenant. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. So God, I turned to God. Like, I turned to God. I needed God. God got me through that situation. God, you know, helped me with my alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but God. Yeah. Reading my Bible, yeah. praying, um, fasting, going to church, mm-hmm. being more involved in church. Okay. So that helped me to mm-hmm. come back to reality mm-hmm. of I was more than what I was acting. Okay. Like. So I recall you saying too, like your first drink was when you were like 21 or something like that. Do you remember that drink? Like how it made you feel or anything like that? 
So I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. So alcohol loosens me up. Okay. So sometimes when I'm like, I just want to have fun. I want to be like, you know, mm-hmm. loose. Mm-hmm. I enjoy drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not right in this present moment, but my early 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. I would enjoy drinking mm-hmm. so I could be more social and not yeah. feel um, standoffish. Okay. So it would just make me feel, you know, just yeah. give you like a little bit of a looser feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm the fun girl, yeah. you know, because I'm usually like the one that's watching the room and just looking around. So yeah. alcohol just gave me, I don't want to say, I guess you, you know, people say liquid courage, but... Mm-hmm. It just gave me like that boost of like, okay, yeah. it's okay to let your hair down. It's okay if you make a mistake, you yeah. know, don't worry about, you know, what people think. You're just enjoying yourself and just having yeah. a good time. That makes sense. Um, so a couple things. One of the things that you said, you know, how you were drinking and all of that with your, um, when you were going through what you were going through with your ex-husband. I remember people telling me this quote, like when you drink, right, to get drunk too, right? Like if you have a problem, um, it's like, you're drinking poison but expecting the other person who you're mad at or whatever to like die from it right but you're doing it to yourself wow. and so i was like oh that's like really wow pretty pretty pow- powerful right to think about it that way it like is. i'm just drinking this poison but i'm expecting it to have an effect on you but it's really affecting me so, yeah yeah that that's like really really deep so i remember one time i was a no call no show at work mm-hmm because I was so drunk. Mm-hmm. And I remember I called, I, post up in, I was supposed to be at work at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And my supervisor was calling me, calling me, calling me. I woke up, it was like 10 o'clock. I called her back and was like, oh, my son was in the hospital. He had an mm-hmm. asthma attack. Mm-hmm. And so all of that kind of happened back to back. My son, um, I, I might've been the same night. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember, it was years ago. But my son, you know, telling me that I was a hot mess and being a no call, no show, almost losing my job mm-hmm. at Evanston Hospital at that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, oh, this has to stop mm-hmm. because I got to take care of my child. Yeah. So my child was the biggest factor of me wanting to have a better life. Yeah. Like, it was just like, you got to do better. Like, yeah. yes, you love your husband, but, you know, your child is... Yeah. more important in this yeah. moment because he needs me right i think that that's very deep and important because when people um so and i said i shared this in a previous episode right like i began to drink because i had problems and so i used drinking to help me cope but then drinking became a problem yeah right and so you were at a point where it became a problem but where some people some people are un- unable to to cut it off, to recognize it, right? Like sometimes I've, I've heard people who um, said that y'all are the problem and alcohol is like, it's helping me, but um, like you're getting in the way of, I can't even really explain it. So like other people are getting in the way of you drinking, right? So like you're the issue and you're getting in the way of me drinking. So um, you were at a point in your life, it sounds like where you realized that you had a problem and God provided you with a way of escape and it was through him. Yes. And so you said that you were able to lean on like your spiritual mother, you said. And- yes, she really helped me. Um, before her, I never read a Bible. And mm-hmm. she was like, look, I'm a, she brought me a Bible, um, New Living Translation, mm-hmm. Study Application Bible. And it really helped me because it was, it taught me how to apply the word to my life. Mm-hmm. So I would pray 
and I would just like, I'm gonna open this up where you wish you where you want me to be, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I will open it up and the scripture would just be hitting me. Hitting yeah. me. So it was like hitting me in my heart. So I'm like, okay, I know this is you God because nobody knew that I had this th- thought before I prayed mm-hmm. about it. I mean before I opened this word up, so I know it's you. So it would just be more so like I just needed God. I would fall on my knees every day, all day. I mean, mm-hmm. I spent so much time with God mm-hmm. because I was hurting. Yeah. I was hurting so bad. Yeah. I didn't know where else yeah. to turn and nothing made me feel better. Yeah. I didn't want to go out and get a new man. I just, I wanted that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you that's know, a horrible place I abused to be myself. In. Yeah. When you really want to be with somebody and they're like, I don't want you. Right, like that's a horrible place, a horrible feeling. But the bad part was, it wasn't that he, that he was telling me he didn't want me. He was trying to tell me that I want you and I want other people too. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to stay my wife. Because wow. it took him two years to sign a divorce papers. Wow. It wasn't until I went and got me a new man. Wow. <laughs> Eventually I did. Mm-hmm. And he sent my car outside my new man's house and mm-hmm. then he signed the papers. Wow. Yeah. What a tough place to yeah. be in. Yep. Yeah, that feeling of not being enough, right? Do you think that you suffered like with any like mm-hmm. identity crisis or? I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, I went from. I felt like I changed my. I started wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause one of the girls he was dating used to wear a lot of makeup, so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna wear makeup too." Like, wow. I started buying all these bundles of weaved all right. the way down my back. I mean, wow. it was anything to make you know impress him. So I became somebody else. And I think that's another reason why I started drinking because I wasn't liking myself. Mm -hmm. Because I was used to being myself and with Mm -hmm. him, it was like, okay, I'm gonna try to do something different. I mean, I was like the the first woman that he was with that was light-skinned. So I was Mm -hmm. like, well, maybe I'm not dark enough. Maybe Mm -hmm. I put this makeup on, darken myself up some. Um, But then it's funny because his second wife is Mm light-skinned. Like all the other women, Right. You know, that he was dating. It's just, it was just weird. Like, you just, like you said, I felt like I wasn't enough. Um, so that bothered me. Yeah. And then I was suffering from infertility during okay. the same time. So it was just like so many factors. And then what made me just call it the quits with him is he had a baby on me during mm-hmm. the marriage. So that was just like, okay, I'm done because yeah. I felt like this guy is really killing me. Yeah. He's making me lose all my confidence. Yeah. So it was just, let me go get drunk, have right. fun, you know, go out, let, you know, get the attention from right. the males in the, in the bar, in the clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I didn't want them, I just wanted that intention to right. know, like, oh, are you still Angelique? You still, you know, you still hot. Got it. Yeah, you know, you still hot. You right. got it. Yeah. So. Thank God I never got raped or anything because yeah, I God. really used to black out. Like, yeah. and end up at people's houses and like, mm-hmm. and they like, yo, no, you was just messed up. And yeah. I'm like, thank you for not, yeah. you know, doing anything right. to me. Mm-hmm. So God protected me along the way. But once my son said that to me and I was a no call and no show at work, I was like, all right, God, you're not going to keep protecting me because I'm just being disobedient yeah. and I hear you saying like stop cut it out yes. get your life together yes. and if you don't yeah. something's going to happen to you right so I think God I did I never ended up in a ditch somewhere in a trash can or you know anything could have happened to me yeah thank God for you know or protection. yeah yep or on the side of the 95 because I remember one time I kind of got on the 95 and was kind of going against tra- traffic for like a few wow. minutes not even yeah. a few minutes maybe maybe like a minute or two mm-hmm. so 
nothing but God. I think we all did some crazy yes. stuff when we were drinking, when we got drunk, because I got a couple stories that I'm pretty sure <laughs> I probably didn't share on the podcast of me doing some real crazy, crazy stuff. It's so interesting. My, um, I'll be a little trans. I'm always transparent on the podcast, but so my ex-husband had actually, um, sent me this text the other day and he was like apologizing to me for, um, something he did to me in the past. But he was like, uh, in the beginning of it, he was like, you were kind of on, um, this day, like you were lit, right? Basically telling me I was drunk this certain day and he had, you know, did something and we got into it and he okay. was like apologizing for his behavior. Um, but I was just like, dang, I was drunk that day. Like that's oh, wow. crazy. Right. And so I'm thinking about like, well, you need to make an amends too. Right. Like you shouldn't be living. And so my, I have this like living amends that thing, right? Like I'm just like for certain, for certain apologies for me, for stuff, stuff that I did, like for my son, my, my thing is just like, I won't drink one day at a time. Like that's how I can, that's my, I'm sorry. That's my apology. That's my amends. Right. So one day at a time, I won't just won't drink. Like, do you feel like you ever had to, to like go back and, and tell people you apologize for certain stuff that you did while you were drinking or? Yes, I yeah. did. I did. What, how I, did that make you feel? It made me feel good because I like to apologize so it doesn't weigh on me because mm-hmm. I get uncomfortable with confrontation and if yeah. I feel like I did something wrong, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. I went overboard and then it lets me know that I'm, I was lacking self-control and I don't like that feeling. Yeah. So it's people that I had to apologize to. Yeah. And um, I remember one time I started like a riot in Atlantic City. Really? From drinking. Oh, you a thug. <laughs> so really no. oh, what man. happened was I was tell us the story we want to know give us so, the thesis so me and my family my cousins their um significant others we mm-hmm. all went out we was in Atlantic City was at the beach bar at Bali's and we was having like a good time then I got wasted seeing this couple um I was by myself so I was oh, but I was married okay everybody else is like you know gotcha. together so I think it triggered me so I seen this like couple at on the beach and then I went down there and was like talking to them and I, when I came back I wear my natural hair with no perm I came back my hair was in a bush one of my cousins was upset like why would y'all let her drink so much oh. took me in the bathroom to like the girls took me in the bathroom trying to fix me back up and I remember these young girls coming in the bathroom inside the casino at Bali's and was like, oh my gosh, she's so lit. I want to be just like her when wow. I grow up. Mind you, I'm laying on the bathroom floor. Wow. Because I'm so wasted. Yeah. And wow. I always think about that like, yo, that's not what you want to mm-hmm. give out to the, uni- the, yeah. the universe. You don't want for people to know like, oh, get drunk, get wasted, be on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. So they always stuck to me like, I don't want to be that rule model that's the drunk lady. That's so deep because society paints, because alcohol, to me, I consider it like a, a drug. I think that, I don't even want to say a drug, right? But it's like, so I have people who ask me, like, Myra, why don't you drink? Like, what's wrong with you, right? Because I, I don't go around telling people, um, oh, I'm sober. Mm-hmm. But I just say, you know, like, I'm good, I don't drink. And it's like, people will say that to you and it's like, it's a problem. But if somebody say, oh, why? You never hear anyone say, why you don't smoke weed? Or why you don't do crack, right? Like, yeah. but alcohol is like 
Because people think you should drink. Everybody right. thinks that's a social Right. It's so thing. normal. You yes, see it so everywhere, normal. right? Like yes. you see it at baby showers. You yes. see it at weddings. See it everywhere. Right. It, you know, exactly. It's at dinner. It's like everywhere and it's mm-hmm. so normal and it's so interesting to see like even like the younger generation and stuff or people who are like i want to be drunk i want to be yes, lit like we make it look this certain way like it's fun drunk. because like we're yes. just being so extra right um so going back to the story i remember leaving out that bathroom and I did something. Oh, I was in Johnny Rockets, and mm. I remember standing on the table cussing everybody. Got, wow. Yes. And my cousin got into a fight with one person and just all oh, went just left. And when I when I left out of Johnny Rockets, I don't remember this, but my cousins was like, everybody was clapping. Wow. Clapping like, thank God she's going. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And my cousin was like, I was so embarrassed. You embarrassed us so bad. Dang. So it used to just always be a story every time. Like, everybody be like, yo, you was arguing with the bouncer. You said this. I'm like, I did. Yeah. Because deep down inside, I'm like, that's not even what I want, you yeah. know, want to do or want yeah. who I want to be. Right. But I would just turn up. So if yeah. I was having a bad day, then I wanted to be like a gangster. Yeah. If I was having a you know a good day, then I was like the life of the party. Yeah. If I was having a sad day prior to drinking, it just then amplified I was crying. It. So yeah. yes, whatever my emotion was before I started drinking, it amplified, amplified it. it. Yep. Wow. So yeah, so all the cops came. You know how um, Atlantic City boardwalk yeah. is. It was really bad. Wow. Thank God we didn't go to jail. Thank God you didn't go to jail. Yes. Even on top of that, it's like those things, right? Like forgive yourself of course right forgive yourself because you have to forgive yourself but i think that the important thing is like don't forget because sometimes when you forget stuff you're doomed to repeat it Mm -hmm. and so it's like that's good that you you remember these things right because you don't want to be like that no more it's a reminder that i don't want to repeat that and so that's something that i try to like remember myself right like i have this little book that i write everything that I'm grateful for. I call it my little gratitude list that I do. So I'll write stuff that I'm grateful for, but I also like can go back and look at some old journals and I can see the change within myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like who I was five years ago is not the same person I'm right now, but also like just going back and looking at the situations and the stuff that I put myself in and I yes. got myself in when I was intoxicated, yes. right? Like I don't want to live like that and I don't have to live like that no more so like thank god for yes. freedom and for god's grace yeah I think yeah yeah do they still bring that story up when you hang out with your cousins and stuff i'm just curious to know so it's actually funny mm-hmm. when we hang out now they're like yo you're so different now yeah and i'm like i'm i'm grown grown they're like yeah, yeah but you're so different like mm-hmm. i'm not drinking mm-hmm. heavy they're like you only get one drink i'm like yes mm-hmm. like when i first met you mm-hmm. And everybody was like, you're not drinking? I'm like, no, I was fasting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wanted to keep that private that mm-hmm. I was fasting. But I'm like, no, but I did feel uncomfortable too because I seen somebody that I knew and he was like, I'm buying you drinks. I'm like, no, I'm good. He yeah. was like, you don't want no cranberry juice, you don't want nothing. I'm like, some water, like, yeah. you know, I'm fasting. So, you know, yeah. but I didn't say it to him, but it made me feel what you yeah. just said, like an eyeball, like, why are you in here if you're not drinking? But right. I'm like, they have food in here. Yeah. So why do I have to come yeah. in here for liquor? So, yeah, that's deep. So yeah. the first day you met me, um, I had my uh, wine glass. We were at the Bayou thing, and yes. you were like, what are you drinking? And I was like, oh, cranberry juice. Yes. And so that's something I do sometimes. Like, I'll just get, like, cranberry juice or something, put in a, a wine glass or something to to sort of, like, blend in in my environment. Yes. Or, um 
Yeah, so it's weird. Um, something to each his own, right? Like yes. everybody got what works for them. I do. That's so interesting because um, we went out to dinner uh, a couple weeks ago, and the owner of the restaurant had like brought drinks for us at the table, and um, was like, "What do you want? The drinks are on." And I'm just like, "Wow." Where were y'all when I was drinking? I would have appreciated <laughs> right. some free drinks. No, I'm joking. No, right. But no, it's so interesting because it's just like normal. Mm-hmm. Like, even on my work, everybody's like, oh, let's go out for drinks. Let's go out for drinks at the work. Let's go. And it's just yes. like, nah, I don't drink. So that's so deep. And you feel weird. Some Well, yeah. I mean, they people make you try to make you feel weird, I should say. Because yeah. they're like, you don't drink? Like, why? Like, yeah. And they want to, you know, know, like, why you don't drink and yeah well what happened to you right why is something wrong with me because i don't drink Mm -hmm. right like because i'm not putting in this this in my body something is wrong with me like or i'm not cool anymore it's so interesting my um my sister and my nieces and them are just are out right now and i had seen them out at the bar on instagram and so that's what happened when the uh podcast just cut off and we had to add it together is because they called while we were recording but underneath the picture i put Oh, y'all went out for drinks and didn't invite me just because y'all know I don't drink. Or y'all went to hang out but didn't invite me because y'all know I don't drink. So they were just calling, I guess, to say, come out. But that's one thing that has changed in my life, right? So a lot of people have certain events and stuff and they just won't invite me because they know it's going to be drinking there, right? And I'm just like, y'all y'all can yeah. still extend that invitation. You can still be fun without right? drinking. So yeah. do you feel like that at all ever, like... Because I know you just said that you're, you know, with your cousins. Um, Actually, it's funny because my um, one cousin, mm-hmm. she does, like, go to, like, hookah lounges and stuff, and she never invites me. And wow. I remember she's younger than me, three years younger than me, and I remember I used to always take her everywhere with me, pay mm-hmm. for her to get in when she was underage. And she's like, you just sit in the house with Lonnie now. You, like, you're boring. I'm yeah. like, am I? So now I'm like considered boring because, you know, yeah. I ain't tearing stuff up and yeah, that's so showing deep. out. When I first stopped drinking, my sister was like, you not out? Like so many people were telling me that like I didn't have a problem with drinking. So thank God like I knew it for myself. Um, but my sister's like, you, you're so much more fun when you drink. And it's so <laughs> crazy how you were saying it amplify something because I do believe that like those things are already in you, right? Like mm-hmm. so I'm already a fun person. I'm already funny. I'm already you know kind or you know so it's already within you like you are fun you are everything that you were when you were drinking like the good stuff but it just amplifies it but you can amplify it yourself you don't need that to really amplify it that's right yeah and it's just healthier this way and so i think that drinking in moderation is is cool for people but yeah i'm happy that you're in in a place where you can just have one drink or two drinks and be fine or yeah. babysit one drink and sometimes night. I won't drink yeah. like yeah, sometimes I'm like oh no I'm good I just want to yeah. have fun exactly with a three year old at home and um I'm her primary caregiver I don't yes. want to ever have a hangover cause me and her both would probably be hanging out the window listen ain't nobody so got time for I just that. want to be uh, sober okay. with her so yeah so I'm not like hyped up about drinking I used to be hyped up like oh let's buy a bottle and you know, I used to go to D.C. and we used to go to the clubs and we like, all right, we're getting in the section because we're going to get these guys to buy our drinks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, no. Now I'm yeah. just like, give me some good Netflix yeah. and some pretzels and cheese and ginger ale. Yeah. And I'm cool. I had went to Puerto Rico a couple years ago and um, this um, guy 
kept trying to buy me a drink when we were out. And I was like, oh, no, I don't drink. And he was so upset. And granted, he was drunk himself. Mm-hmm. He was upset. You're not going to drink. Da, 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 da. And um, somebody else, um, it probably was him, brought me a drink. And I just like gave it to my girlfriend. So yeah, yeah. sometimes you just got to take it, especially if they start acting crazy. Oh, yeah. Just take the drink and give it to one of your friends. Yeah. And that's when... Um, one of my friends, it's so funny because one of my friends, she used to drink, but not really a lot because her mom and her dad both was alcoholics. Mm. So she would like, maybe like sip a little bit of the wine. Okay. Like just let it, put it on her tongue, I feel like. But, you know, guys would come up and be like, you want to drink? And she'd just take me like, what you drinking? Yeah. And I used to be like, such and such. And she would just give it to me. Yeah. And I think it just makes it easier sometimes, especially because people could be aggressive when yeah. they're drinking. Yeah. But like you said, if you're not drinking, they feel like either you're lying, mm-hmm. you just don't want the drink from them, yeah. or what's wrong with you? Yeah, you know? like something is wrong yeah. with you. Yeah, I think that we should normalize it being okay for you to be not sober. to drink. Yeah. yeah, or just you don't want to drink. Yeah. You don't need these follow-up questions, yes. right? Like I should be able to say not? no, thank you, and okay. keep going. I'm yeah. pregnant now, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> I start lying to people yes. and stuff. Like ain't nobody got time for that. So, Angelique. Because um, you are such an amazing person, and I know you have a lot that you have to offer to people in the world. So, can you tell us? Because, guys, Angelique is starting her own podcast, and it's going to pop. And so, I want her to just share a little bit about what her podcast is going to be about. And I'm definitely going to throw it in the description box on this podcast so that you guys can go check it out. So you don't have to give the name if you don't want. Um, I'll toss it in the link inside the description box so that they can come visit your podcast channel. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about and all of that good stuff. So we're going to be talking about empowering women. Yes. So just uplifting each other, mm-hmm. reminding each other that we're queens, we're raising princesses that's going to be queens one mm-hmm. day. Um, we're going to be talking about helping people get through domestic violence, yeah. um, being supportive of people that's surviving, yeah. of survivors of domestic violence, mm-hmm. um, motherhood, yeah. being single mothers, um, the life after divorce. Yes. Um, marriage, yeah. even though I'm not married in this moment, but mm-hmm. I did learn a lot about a Christian marriage, yeah. you know, trying to fight for mine. Right. So we'll just be talking about things that women go through right. and just how to th- thrive while wounded, you yeah, know, nice. and we'll just be talking about those things and um, surviving in yeah. the situations if they're not, you know, where you want to be and yeah. Just like I said, supporting, uplifting each other. Yes. So it's just like a woman empowerment right. podcast. Yeah, that's good, and I and think it, that the world needs to hear this. Yeah, and I and I believe so because I want to like reach out to women that's of the same faith, Christian mm-hmm. women, to just draw them in closer to Jesus. Yeah. And no matter what your background is, if you come in, you know, from Yale Law School mm-hmm. or all food stamps, God loves you. Yeah. And so, there is room at the kingdom, at the yes. throne for him, right? Yeah. With him, there is room. Um, when I met you, we were talking, and I was like, you were talk, telling me about you starting a podcast and stuff, and I was like, God must have placed this on your heart because you seem so passionate about it. Like it seems like you know, like God is calling you to do something for those who need and who are in need. Um, and we also talked about how you believe 
people sometimes make Christianity look corny and boring, yes, right? And yes. so I'm pretty sure you want to talk about that a little yes, bit too, right? Yes, like yes. we have fun, right? Yes. So I think that's the main reason, like when I was, you know, looking for podcasts and I found some and I've, um, when you gave me the homework assignment <laughs> and I found some, you know, that relate to the things that I go through, but I just want it to be like for all women. But I feel like sometimes like girls that's, you know, been in the life and like kind of, you know, hung out in the streets and, yeah. you know, turned to Christianity, a uh, we don't have something where we can relate to it. Sometimes mm -hmm. people are overly religious and yeah. it's like, okay, won't, won't, we don't really want to hear that. Yeah. We want to be able to hear about, you know, maybe you was dating a big drug dealer and mm -hmm. you was like, all right, I'm changing my life and mm -hmm. I'm giving it to Christ. Mm -hmm. And you want to be, I want to relate to yeah. women that, you know, some people might look down on or see them mm -hmm. as, oh, like, you know, she, she's not a, she doesn't have a degree, yeah. you know, she's right. a janitor or whatever. I wanted to, them to know that Jesus loves you just as much as, as he loves the, the nurse or uh -huh. the doctor right. or the social worker or yeah. who, uh, the lawyer, whoever. Yeah. Sorry, another phone call came through, so I had to like add another section to it. It's okay. But um, yeah, I'm excited to yeah. um, to listen to your podcast and all of the amazing stuff that you're going to be offering. And I know you said that you're going to put some resources out there too for women yes. who are in need and suffering and stuff like that, so that they're able to get the help that they need. And yes, um, yes. so I'm excited about that. So, Angelique, um, I know I asked you if you had, like, a favorite Bible verse or something that you wanted to share with the beautiful people. You need to go grab your phone for yes. it. That's totally fine. So, you can do that. So, um, one Bible verse that I did come up with. So, we usually open up in prayer and all of that good stuff. So, y'all got to forgive homegirl. Give me some grace on today. Um, but I wanted to read um, a scripture today and we're going to come from 2nd Timothy 1 and 7 and we all know it but I wanted to share it with y'all again for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid but gives us power love and self-discipline that's from the NIV version let me say it one more time one more again 2nd Timothy 1 and 7 it says for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid but gives us power love and self-discipline so on today i am encouraging you to remind yourself that god did not give you a spirit that is timid he did not give you a fearful spirit so get up do something make some moves you have love you are self-disciplined you have discipline yeah. so um move forward but angelique tell us what you got you got that quote or that bible verse what is it so I kind of used to always feel like, well, why is God allowing me to go through this? Like, yeah. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. And my spiritual mom used to always say, Romans 8.28. And I used to be like, I'm so tired of hearing oh, about yeah. Romans 8.28. Mm -hmm. But I took the time and I started reading it. And yeah. um, I really fell in love with this. So the scripture reads, and we know that God causes everything to work together yes. for the good of those who love God yes. and are called according to his purpose yes. for them. So I just believe that the fact that I've been through domestic violence mm -hmm. is for me to help somebody else. Yeah. So God allowed it so I can help somebody else. Yeah. 
So I've always been in love with like watching people get baptized and I just walking up the aisle for salvation. I will cry. I will start crying yeah. and clapping and I'll start praying for people to, you know, be saved. Like, is it going to be one person yeah. during the call? I'm like, like, let it be God, one person. So I believe my purpose is to help people come to Christ. Okay. So I just know that that's where I'm at in life. Yeah, and that's amazing. I think, that, and I shared this on one of the recent episodes, I talked about how um, I got to a place where I tried to look at people as souls and not necessarily people. Yes. And so that's how I'm able to be um, in healthy relationships with people and I'm able to forgive or have yes. as much grace as I do because I try to be um, mindful that they're a soul for Christ. Yes. And so... And like you shared earlier, you said to me when we were talking, um, someone said something along the lines that like, everybody don't know Bible or read Bible or know God. And so yes. how you are, how you live your life and how you talk to people and treat them may be like the only portion of God or the Bible that they see. Yes. So I think we're called we to are be the a church. Exactly, so we are the church. We, are the we should church, be a not beacon the building, of light. We are. Yes, we should yes. be a beacon of light while we're yes. out here. And so that's amazing. So funny story about, not even funny, but that's like what they say. What else? Mm -hmm. About Romans 8.28. Steph Curry, you know, the basketball player? Yes. On his sneakers, he had it when they won the championship that year. Um, he had Romans 8.28 oh, wow. um, printed on the bottom of his sneakers. And that's my favorite team. Yeah, really? Oh, I'm sorry. I know Sixers, but um, I definitely love Steph. Okay, to each his own. The so Splash that's Brothers. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. So, um, I thought that was really cool that you said that. That's a really good scripture, and I think that a lot of people forget one portion because everyone is always like, um, God is going to work everything out for my good. But it mm -hmm. also says for the the good of those who love God. the Lord, yes. who loves God. Yes. And I don't think that everybody loves God, right? Because no. if they did, he wouldn't have said it, right? No. And so um, love. And so that's really deep. And I'm like trying to grow constantly in my relationship with God because... I want to show him that I really love him. And so when you love God, you spend time with God, right? Like if you're in a relationship with somebody, you spend time with them, right? Yes. You listen to them. And so part of listening to God is reading his word and spending time with him yes. and praying. And prayer, meditation, yeah, journaling. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And so I'm really trying to grow and show God that I love him and not just say it, but to actually live my life like it. And it's really hard. It is. At it's times, really hard at hard. times. Yes. Yeah. At times. Because the world hard. will tell you something. You'll hear it like, yeah. you know, the world telling you something different. But like the Bible says, you can't serve two masters. Yeah. So then you just got to say sinner. That's so good. That's so yes. deep. I was listening to my um, mentor's boyfriend preach today. And he was talking about how we pray for stuff. Um, you know how God is a jealous God. And he... You know, don't put no other gods before me, right? And so how sometimes God prays and bless us with stuff. And so we and we replace him with it, the stuff that he blessed us with. So sometimes like we'll pray for a man or um, we'll pray for, for money or a house or yes. whatever. But we spend more time with that than God or we idolize it yes, in a sense. Will. Like, oh, like we worship we, exactly instead of God. Yeah. Yes, or people. Right. That's the true. God that blessed you with it, right? Yes. So we should be. So it's really deep. No, that's to me. definitely I was true. Like, oh, he on my doorstep because there's a lot of things that God blessed me with, and I'm like, Myra, you need to be spending more time with God because mm -hmm. right now you're spending more time doing this, this, this. Um, when God is the author of it, He blessed you with it, and He definitely could take it away if He wants. No, and, so. that's, and that's definitely true. And I believe God will do things, you know, to cause you to have to spend more time. Yeah. 
Uh, my phone was broke for almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. One was, I don't even understand how it broke. I had it in my hand, I had the screen protector in the case on. It just fell out of my hand and I picked it back up and it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But I knew God wanted me to spend time with him. Yeah. Because it was like, they sent me something in the mail the day before saying mm-hmm. that I, if I waited till November 1st, I can get the screen fixed for $29. Mm-hmm. So me and my frugal behavior, Listen. I'm like, I'm just gonna wait because it's $100 and Listen. I prefer to pay the 29 It's only a week, you I should be fine. You save your coins. But I got closer to God. Like yeah. I stayed in my devotional. Good. Instead of being on my phone, I was yeah. reading my word. I was nice. praying multiple Good. times a day. Or just sitting there and just talking to God, like, look, yeah. Lord, help me, you know, have patience, you know, yeah. just me and God, because I didn't have anybody else to talk to yeah. because my phone was broke. Yeah. But I needed that because I needed to disconnect from the world and just be with my creator. Yeah. So it was really good where everybody was like, how are you going without a phone? My brother was calling, um, asking my mom, like, why why doesn't she have a phone? What if something, mm-hmm. something happens? I'm like, well, we got the iPad. I can kind of, yeah. you know, text somebody to say call 911 if that's the case. I don't know. I mean, we're mm-hmm. fine or whatever. So, seeing it to say to you, God, I feel like God allowed my phone, the way it set everything, the way it was set up, mm-hmm. I know it was God. Mm-hmm. And He was just saying, You got to give me some time. You keep saying, I'm going to give you some time, mm-hmm. God. But you're not even praying at nighttime. You're yeah. waking up, you pray, you read scripture, but you're only spending time with me one time a day. You can't yeah. even give me yeah. time before you lay your head back down. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, and as much as you've blessed me, Lord, mm-hmm. I should be spending time with you, right. you know? And then in my prayer, I'm asking you for more stuff. Right. And then I'm spending less and less time with you. And we want to grow in Christ and grow in our relationships, and that's how you do it. You spend more time with them. Yes. So that's, like, definitely a deep yes. part of it. So um, before we get up out of here, I wanted to ask you, like, if you had any advice for anybody who's, like, struggling to get sober right now. Pray. Yeah. Um, pray fast, turn to God, um, AA, yeah. um, look for support, yeah. you know, tell somebody what you're feeling, therapy. Yeah. I mean, I recommend all those things, you know, one at a time, mm-hmm. you know, but prayer, I believe Definitely. prayer works. And yeah. just first thing is just admitting you have a problem. Yeah. That's real. That's the first thing. Right. Just to admit that you have a problem. Yeah. Something ain't right. Yes. Right. Something ain't right. And I'm a huge advocate for asking for help. Yes. I think that in society, you know, we just, it's so taboo. Like, we just got this stigma attached to ask, asking for help. Like, if you ask for help, you're weak. Yes. Um, and that's And most true. people fear asking for help because people, a lot of people are so used to people not wanting to help. Yeah. So I know for me, I'm like, oh, I don't want to ask anybody because I'm so used to people saying, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Or, and you don't, yeah. you know, you don't want to hear no when you really need help because yeah. if you're asking, you really need help. Right. But like you said, also what you said about being weak, you know, in our society is like, if you cry, you're weak. Mm-hmm. If you ask for help, you're weak. Um, yeah. If you admit that you have a problem, then you're weak. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Just ask for help. I agree yeah, with you. Ask for Just help. ask for help. And y'all remember that there is beauty in your brokenness and that God is a mender, a healer, and he will make a way out of no way. Right? He, he parted yes, the Red he Sea. He yes, will he make will. a way he for will. you. Yes. So um, and he will get you out the wilderness. Listen, he sure will pull you right up out of that dry place. Um, did you have any questions for me? No, I just want to thank Myra because she's helping me with my podcast. Hey. And I thank you for allowing me to be, to be a guest on your Listen. podcast. And I really enjoyed this. And I was nervous, guys, but I just keep looking at her face and she's smiling. So it's making me feel comfortable. <laughs> so I just good. want to thank you and 
thank you, Queen. Thank, thank you for you, being Queen. my new friend. I appreciate you. Yes. You are a blessing in my life. Don't think that you're anything less. You are definitely a thank blessing, you. and I appreciate thank you. you and your friendship. So y'all don't remember, um, don't forget that verse from today, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for the, uh, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Before we get out of here, we're going to pray really quick. So Father God, I thank you for a new day. I thank you for new mercies on each new day that you grant us with. I thank you for being who you are. Father, I thank you for my sister, Angelique, who came out today to um, open up and share with somebody. I hope that her story touches somebody, that someone's able to just get closer to you and be more near to you on today, God. Because of this, God, I pray that you continue to pour into her life and may she pour into your people. Father God, may she not be fearful. May she be reminded that she is wonderfully made, that she is your handiwork, that she is special, that she is loved, loved that she is um, cared for. So Father, on today, I pray that you show her more mercy, more grace, Father God, and just continue to bless her and may she be able to bless other people. Father God, I pray that someone's um, someone's able to get sober today, that someone's able to stop popping pills today, that someone's able to put the bottle down today, God, and that you just have your way. May you use us and may we be full-time Christians, not part-time Christians out here, Father God, but full-time Christians that we're able to evangelize and just touch your people, Father God, that we're able to give back. May when the day come, when you call us home, may we not die on full, Father God, but may we die on empty, continue to fill us up continue to fill us up so that we're able to go forth and pour out to your people, God. May we help bring souls to you. I pray these things in Jesus Christ's precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Thank amen. you so much, amen. Angelique. Thank you. All right. See you beautiful people.